Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Guitar Nerds is teaming up with Positive Grid to give one lucky listener their very own Spark Smart amplifier. Visit positivegrid.com forward slash guitar nerds. It's super simple, and you could be the owner of one of the most fun and feature-packed amps I've ever played. Spark is a comprehensive solution for home jamming, learning, and recording for electric, acoustic, or bass. You can play and practice with millions of songs and access to over 10,000 tones. Powered by Positive Grid's BIOS Tone Engine. Spark features a smart and intuitive range of rotary controls on the amp itself, but really comes to life when used alongside its companion app for iOS or Android. It's so well laid out. Straight out of the box, I was able to tailor my tone with a bunch of amp models and a comprehensive range of effects. There's no learning curve here or complex interface, just tons of tones straight off the bat. I love the Smart Jam feature. Play a looping riff on Spark and the amp and accompanying app work together to learn your riffs, then generate authentic bass and drums to accompany you. Perfect for making just jamming around more interesting and fun. Auto Chords is another banger. Import your music from YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music and the Spark app will auto display its guitar chords in real time as you play. Easy controls let you slow down the song's tempo or loop difficult sections as you master playing it. On top of all of this, you can use the Spark as an interface, USB directly into your computer and access all the Spark tones, amp models and effects for recording. All of this for only $299 US dollars. Visit positivegrid.com forward slash guitar nerds, enter to win a Spark and check out all its incredible features. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Good evening. And Jay Cross. Hello. Exactly, that's right. Uh, welcome, <laughs> dear listener. Welcome welcome back to the first kind of more normal episode, I guess, that we, well, norm, normal in that I'm hosting it, uh, as I've been off the last the previous two weeks and we had a quiz we had mark packham's wonderful quiz there wasn't too many people complaining about the length of said quiz 
Ah. I, I thought on the Facebook group. Didn't, well, didn't Joe? Didn't you like hack away at it in the? Uh, in, didn't you? Didn't you hack away at it and make sure yeah. that you came out as the winner? I, feel like that's... I thought about. Uh, I thought about switch like pre-recording me answering things correctly and <laughs> and, and slicing Brilliant. those in. But no, what I did was, uh, dear listener, we we had a we had a round in there which I think maybe Mark had um, uh, thought a bit too highly of of us uh, for. for for the for for that particular round, it was we had to guess a an artist. We have a, was it an artist or was it a brand that it was, was a guitar brand? player? Yeah, it was that was it. We had to guess a guitar player, an artist signature model, wasn't it, or something like that? Oh no, it was a guitar no, player. It was just right, a guitar yeah. player. It was yeah, just yeah, a guitar yeah. player. Off the back of a number of clues um, that Mark would that would give no, us. That's not what no? happened. Is that not you, what happened? Joe, were you were you, <laughs> were you on the quiz? Were you Did drunk you? at ten thirty in the morning when we recorded that podcast? Pot- potentially. No, what happened was we did an episode we did a bunch a, a round of the quiz where Mark said we had to ask yes or no questions and then after asking the yes or no question we could take a stab in the dark at who we thought the um guitar player would B, and we got stuck on a guitar player. I won't mention who, just in case anybody hasn't listened to the episode yet. But um, it was, we yeah, got stuck it was, for it was a very long fun. Time. But probably could have done with being, I don't know, maybe two or three guitarists instead of the 14 or 15 that Mark <laughs> apparently put together. Um, yeah, exactly. So, well, yeah, but no, I, it, was, it was very fun. So I, I, went, I went back through it because the episode was so long. We were recording for nearly two hours. So I went back through it and I was like, right, I'm going to have to, because there were lots of pauses because none of us could actually guess the answer to those questions. So there were loads of us going, uh, and loads of us, you know, when we stall, me and Jay are very good at stalling. And I think when Mark asks the question and then we repeat the question almost to ourselves um, a few times, maybe switching the sentence round a little bit and there was a lot of that going on um sort of buying time so i went through and i deleted all of that to make the answers kind of snappy and short and i managed to delete 15 minutes of pauses that is (laughs) excuse me that is just absolutely egregious what were we doing honestly (laughs) exactly 15 minutes of pure dead air yeah Um, yeah that was the real the Zack snyder cut of uh the guitar nerds podcast it was a good quiz though it was a good quiz if you haven't listened to it definitely go back and hear how useless we are at uh, (laughs) guitar based um nerdery i tell you what so after after we did the quiz on uh that so that was last sunday wasn't it because we normally record on mondays and my week always sort of gets thrown off a little bit when we don't record on a monday and uh so i've sort of forgotten but um that that sunday the the, that afternoon i went to my first gig oh really Uh, yeah i did yeah i went to my first gig in well since uh first proper gig since march 2020 Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I've been to see a couple of things. Like I went to see a couple of organ recitals. I think I mentioned it on the podcast a little while ago, but, um, yeah, I went to an actual gig, watched an actual band playing uh-huh. actual guitars through wow. actual amps, drank an actual pint of Guinness from an actual pub. Wow. Um, it was wicked. Uh, I mean, I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't stay for very long. I went and was, I went to was go it a watch. punk gig. Yeah. Was well, punk, yeah, punk I, it was, it was at bar 42 in Worthing, which, um, oh, yeah. if you've never been to, <laughs> uh, just imagine your favorite, uh, provincial rock bar. And, uh, basically you have envisaged exactly what bar 42 is, but it's cool. Yeah. It's right down on the seafront. 
I'd actually never been there before, which is mad. Oh, really? It's, wow. Yeah, it's only it's only 20 minutes on the train from where I live. Um, but yeah, the Guinness was cheap. The Guinness was good. Um, oh. And I uh, went and watched my mate's band. It was their first show. Um, and I'm glad I went because I was uh, almost the only person there. Um, <laughs> so there was like, I think, 10 what? bands playing and oh. um, I reckon maybe six paying punters. And when I say oh. paying... It was a free show, so nobody was paying at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went and watched my mate's band, and they were really good, um, really cool to, you know, see a Les Paul through a DSL combo. Um, it's been quite some time since I've seen that. So, uh, was, so it, was, was it all punk bands then? Um, to be honest with you, I literally only went there to see them, and after oh. they played, I got back on the train and went home again because I thought, if I'm in and out and I wear a mask, except for when I'm drinking my Guinness, then, you know, the COVID won't get me. Um, oh, and that was my excuse for not wanting to watch any band, <laughs> not wanting to feel uh, pressured to watch any bands that I didn't know. So I was just I, I was wondering how they'd do the gear share for, for 10 bands. You know, if it's like a, at somewhere like Bar 42, obviously, you know, there are loads of gigs that have 10 plus bands, but, you know, just at quite a small venue like that. Yeah, I, I, like I don't one know. Backline. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I just, I literally just watched them and then got out of there and came they home and watched to. a really terrible sci-fi movie. Oh, that's, that's, there's no such thing. All sci-fi movies are wonderful. Uh-huh. But uh, th- that that uh, that venue, Bar Forty Two, they used to have an in-house sound engineer who was very fussy, um, who was convinced that he he ha- had discovered the best solution for sound in that venue. Okay, it was always it was very true. Like I, you know, I don't know, maybe he had, but um, it included uh, you had to it, the bass player had to turn the bass amp towards the wall. You weren't allowed to have your bass rig face on. And he was very extraordinarily adamant about that. And uh, I, I played there once and I was, we were supporting another band and I had to do that. And I was did like, you, right. did you have your uh, two uh, Ashdown? I think, um, you know, I think at the time I was what playing is it? You've orange. got a four by 10 and a two by no, 15 got, or something. I've got two single 15s, but I two have two single 15s. Yeah. But okay. they are in four ten chassis as gotcha. it were. so oversized chassis with a 15 inch speaker in but no at the time i think i was playing orange i was playing a little half size like 115 and maybe like the the base terror something like that okay. and he made me face it towards the wall and this I, must like, have I been a long time ago because yeah it was a long time ago i think everybody I could, knows your feelings anything. on the base terror nowadays <laughs> exactly but um yeah I, I couldn't hear anything for the show the headlining band came on and they were just like yeah no we're not doing that and so turned everything back round to the front. It sounded great, and uh, oh, it was such a shame. I, I, I wish I'd have been brave enough to to go against the uh, sound engineer's wishes. But I've no idea why that would be the case. Why turning the bass amp to the wall would, like, what about that? Would you know? I know bass I, isn't I directional mean, Joe, to I've a point. I've got to be honest with you. I think that you walked in, the sound engineer took one look at you, and went. I'm not, I'm not having this. I'm not having this at all. What you saw you coming in with your uh, pristinely twiddled moustache and uh, your brown shoes and went, no, no, not today. Not today, thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, just made you uh, – yeah, actually, the, it sounds really good if you, uh, the bass player, if you stand in the toilet um, – if you could just go do that, that it just sounds much better. I reckon that's – he had your number. Hmm. More, yeah, that's that's probably quite likely. Um, it was also but, your birthday this week, uh, Jay Cross. 
It was my birthday this week, yeah. Um, I am 34, which feels very fine. Um, and I went to the pub with Packham on Friday. Uh, actually, we went to two pubs, um, a pub crawl, if you will. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And, um... Had a really nice time. And then Saturday, went and sat on the beach for a while. And then on Sunday, watched Tottenham beat Man City 1-0. Bloody fantastic weekend, if you ask Even me. Uh, couldn't have couldn't have really gone any better. So, yeah, had a, had a very, very nice time. Hmm, how wonderful. And you'd managed to see a gig as well. well that's that's a, that is a fantastic well. week. Have you, have you been to a gig yet, Matt Knight? No, I am, however, looking forward to the Polymath Tour in... Uh, October. You've oh, got yeah. some gigs booked, haven't you, Mr. Branton? I do, yeah, yeah. Got like nine nine shows. It'd be great to get back up and down the UK. I think we're doing you know. I'm sure we'll, we'll all the bars right will be looking out for you. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw you you are playing you're playing you're playing in Brighton, aren't you? But it is yeah, on a date. And I realise this is gonna sound like I'm, you know, having a laugh here, but I had a look and it is it's a, it's a day that I can't make and I can't remember why. Um <laughs> I can't remember why, but there's like... When, when is it? When's your Brighton show? Uh, I can't remember. The end of October at some point. Oh, it's the, 30, it's the 30th or the 31st, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and I have got a ticket to a show in London on the... Is it? I think it's Saturday the 30th, and I've got a mm. ticket to a show in London that day. So nice. I, uh, I can't make it, which is a shame. I, uh, I am actually going to a gig this Saturday, though. Oh yeah, who are you going to see? I, uh, at the recommendation of a friend, because he's playing in the band. I am oh, yeah. going. To, I'm going to. A, I'm going to a jazz gig called Ian Morton's Pork Chop. <laughs> who is um, Ian Morton, and why has he got a pork chop? Um, I, I don't know. My mate, who my mate Alex, who's uh, kind of uh, guitar whiz, was just like, oh, just, this is just a really good band if you like jazz funk i was like i do like jazz funk and it's like yeah it's just loads of ridiculous musicians i think the drummer's like the drummer from kasabian some like crazy keyboard player oh, i was Ian, like uh, uh i can't remember his surname yeah i can't remember his full name but yeah oh, they're you playing saw, you saw him recently didn't you Joe? yeah oh yeah i recorded a thing with ashton we got him and james johnston and zach starkey to make a yeah, little yeah. super band and we recorded them playing nice. together but he's a lovely man lovely fellow and a great drummer yeah um and it's at the Pizza Express in Soho, which I've never been to. <laughs> um, but obviously that's the famous 
the the famous Pizza Express. That's oh, where they have it? the yeah yeah they have a venue underneath. It's like a famous jazz venue. All oh, right, it's a, a venue underneath Pizza Express in Soho, which I think was like one of the first maybe? Pizza Expresses. Uh, yeah, Pizza Express. I. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the full story, but yes, there is a. It's not just like going to Pizza Express. And you're like, yeah, I'll have the, I'll have the mighty meaty, please, with a side of like uh, jazz and that. Um, there is like a proper, a proper venue there. Um, I mean, before you get too far down this road, Matt, I will, I will not have any Pizza Express slander. I actually went out for a meal with my parents at Pizza Express to celebrate my birthday. So, uh, did, and you didn't do the Franco Manca. That's uh... no, nah, we well, we wanted to go. The, we went to Bright Marina because you can park. You know, it was uh, it was easy. Um, and actually, to be honest with you, it was a bit disappointing. The vegan options at uh, like ZZ are much better. Um, so probably won't do right. Pizza Express again, but uh, you know, it's yeah, it's fr- should have done fr- oh, in uh, just down the road from me. We've got three competing pizza places. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like when you go in, they're all looking at you like, which ones you going to pick? Um, Unfortunately, none of them do jazz, but you know. Oh, okay. I tell, <laughs> I tell you, I've, I've actually been I've been listening to a lot of jazz recently. Um, oh yeah, which hit me I up. Realize with some names sounds sounds like you know like a joke, but I really have. I've been listening to loads of jazz, and I've been really getting into it. Like, um, I've been listening to a lot of Charles Mingus and Duke Ellington, and and kind of like old stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really into it. I've been I've been listening to this record by Morton Feldman, who is this kind of like. Um, I guess like an early jazz, like modern composer. Um, and uh, he put out a record in, I don't know, the 60s or 70s called For Benita Marcus. And it is uh, like really sparse, atonal piano. It's not very jazzy, actually. It's just, actually, it's just a bit grim. Um, but uh, I've been listening to that a lot and it's really good. But uh, yeah, the, like Duke Ellington, I've been listening to loads and... Um, yeah, really, really gotten into jazz recently over over lockdown. It has been um, been something that I've really discovered that I really like. You, the, the the I would for anyone who's not listened to it, and I realise that I'm talking about you know one of the most iconic albums of all time. But the record that Duke Ellington did with John Coltrane is just just blew my mind when I listened to it recently. I realise there's people out there laughing at me right now, but, uh, you know, you, you, you'll come to it. Uh, everybody comes to these things at different times. And, um, exactly. yeah, big, big, big fan of that. So any recommendations from any guitarists listeners on other uh, kind of um, sparse or uh, miserable jazz, I would be, <laughs> be very, very, uh, very welcome. Ah, yes. Listeners, let us know on the Facebook group. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds. Uh, forum? Group? I can't remember. One or the other. One or the other. What? I think one the other of... one's disappeared. I clicked, I went on it the other day. I, I typed the wrong thing into, for oh. some reason I typed it into Facebook and I, uh, I typed it into the search bar and I went to the wrong one and the other one's disappeared. So it's oh, only one well. or the other now. But, um, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, um, I don't really know much about like modern jazz. Um, I, my feeling on modern jazz is it's all like, it really is kind of, oh, look how many notes I can play, which isn't what I want at all. What I want is like, you know, how many Misery notes can't I play? Sp- right. Well, I suppose there is that, but like, I just want it to be kind of groovy rather than. You want and groovy also, I don't misery? Re- I don't jazz. really want there to be any guitar in it. That's the oh, other thing. Then you should listen to I'll tell you a great modern record. You should listen to Yousef Day's latest 
live record. Youssef Days is a jazz drummer and his latest album, which is called Welcome to the Hills. Um, okay. So it's an album of something that, um, yeah, it's like a live gig, but it's there's like some post-production to it as well. Okay. And it's uh, him... Like the Martin Travis show. Um, and it's yeah it's him a guy called charlie stacy on keyboards and rocco palladino on bass and uh it's just them three and it's really good it's really groovy there's no literally no guitar in it unless you count bass perfect as a guitar um and it's wicked because yusef days is an incredible drummer so it's really rhythmically led um i assume rocco palladino Palladino is related to pino it's his son okay um, and who's Charlie Stacey? Keyboard player. Oh, Jazzy keyboard player. Um, but um, yeah, Rocco Palladino. Got some great bass sounds. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's a great name. That is the name of like an excellent dude. Rocco yeah. Palladino. I know, Rocco. What a name. Um, and your dad's Pino Panadino. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm really good bass player. It's like, who's your dad? An even better bass player. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that record's... Uh, really worth listening to and uh, yeah some great bass sounds as well if you care about the bass sounds which you should do because everyone loves bass now uh, Matt Knight you've uh, you to talk about some guitar stuff you've actually made a new purchase this week I've no idea what it is normally I'm briefed on these things before yeah you just uh, dropped you dropped the massive it. bomb before we uh, before we started recording yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. Uh, what did you get uh, well, it's it's nothing new, I guess, in some ways. But I repurchased, after many years without it, uh, a Moog Freak Box, which is something I bought many, many moons ago, sold stupidly for probably as much as I paid for it. And now they go for about four times the value. What is the Freak Box? Which one's the Freak Box? So the Freak Box is part of the Mogafoga line, or Moogafoga. Um and the freak box was the weirdest one out of the bunch because it is effectively a oscillator a synth oscillator that is controlled by your input signal um so which is then also envelope controlled and can be synced to the pitch of the instrument that you plug into it so it's basically turning your guitar into a single oscillator synth like a completely analog synth but the pedals are also fully modular so every control can hook up to either a modular synth or an expression pedal so you can plug up to five expression pedals into this thing (laughs) and um i had one way back in i would say probably like 2008 2009 and then why did you sell it probably to buy other gear (laughs) Um, silly question yeah just kind of like oh i'm not using that i'll sell it and then they discontinued them and i I didn't really realize they discontinued because i guess they bought out the small uh moog pedals the ones that didn't have the wooden the ones that didn't have the wooden side panels and this wasn't part of that range i think they had the delay and the overdrive which are also going for stupid money but also discontinued i've got a feeling it may have something to do with Mo becoming a publicly owned company, but like owned by the employees. Yeah, they're like a co-op now, aren't they? They are, yeah. So I think like loads of stuff got discontinued because they discontinued the Voyager. It's like their most famous synth and a load of other stuff. And because they're all analog and they're all hand-built, they just have kind of gone up and up in value. The most expensive one is the analog delay. I think the analog delay 
that's average selling price at the moment is like two thousand pounds. My that goodness! Is, did you have one of those? No. I, if I, I had that. one, I'd be even more gutted that I definitely sold it. I had the freak box and the ring modulator. And recently, after listening to albums like that um, album that I mentioned to you, Jay, and a lot of Tom Meesh, which is kind of like more modern neo-soul jazz sort of thing, all of it's got like loads of low-pass envelope filter on it. And I'm like, what one are they using? It's like, oh, they're all using this massive Moog one. I'm like, oh, yeah. And this was about, I don't know, six months ago. And I started looking. I'm like, why are they so expensive all of a sudden? It's just the demand's gone through the roof. And one happened to come up at like a crazy low price. And I was just like, I will buy it. Um, so hopefully it's genuine. I'm just going to get like a picture of one. Oh, so you, it hasn't, it hasn't arrived it hasn't, yet. It hasn't arrived, but um, I had one for, yeah, I had one for quite a while when I was doing the gig with turntablist, world championship turntablist JFB from Brighton. Um, and we were doing this kind of weird idea that kind of never took off but it was very cool we did this thing called multi-jam where we all the musicians in the band fed into a sampler that he had control of in real time and then he would be the like musical director of the gig but all of the like what key it was in what tempo what style who should play was all directed by samples he had on a sample pad and then he would sample us live and then scratch our instruments back at us so solo battles would be a solo against a, a dj scratched version of yourself um it was very weird it was very very cool but yeah i kind of had a bunch of like weird effects like that to kind of get like different sounds um and i used it a lot for that and then i did another project with someone else at gak at the time which had a bit of that in it and then yeah i guess it just kind of fell out of favor they're obviously massive they take up like half a pedal board um but when the freak box came up again i'm like i think i'm just gonna have to buy it because i need to have it so uh what, um what pedal board are you going to be able to mount that on because it is it is very large i have no idea <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you've got something knocking about oh i'm sure i'm sure well because i've also bought a new I, this was quite a few weeks ago i can't remember if i mentioned it but i bought a new studio desk i think i did speak about it a, a one from uh toman it was like 160 quid a really really good desk but it's got two 6u rack spaces either side so on one side i have my interface mounted and then underneath it i have my space echo so i have my space echo directly on my desk which is very cool so nice. very do you cool. ever like route your zoom calls through it oh <laughs> i should absolutely do that oh, that's that's what i should do just a bit of recording and sampling um, just, every, just every now and again like in one of those important meetings that you're in you're just like when you're trying to make a point all you need to do is just stand up and turn on the space echo and then everyone will have to listen to you just uh, crank over and the, over and over again crank the oscillation and be like oh <laughs> but I'm really like getting angry. Um, so you don't yeah. get angry. You're too nice to get angry. Yeah, that is true. Um, you get even. That's I get even. Get. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, got that. Got that on the way. It's a, it's a wicked pedal. There's loads of cool. And I think because I understand synthesis a bit better, I think I'll probably get more out of it because it is very. It's one of those pedals you really have to like tweak and trial and play around with to kind of get the I best imagine out. it has quite a learning curve and and with all things moog when they do sort of guitar style products there's a a lot of the controls aren't as obvious to guitarists well and i think this is basically it's like 
this is basically like a one oscillator synth in a pedal so it's kind of yeah working out the best way to use it but the fact that it's modular and i've got a couple of bits of like modular synths or whatever i thought oh, it might be a good opportunity to kind of do something weird dangerous. and wacky dangerous um, matty dangerous road you're dangerous road that you're 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 going down you're going to start circling the drain and you're going to just end up uh boxing yourself into a built-in modular synth you're just you're going to as you're, in he's not going to be able to leave the room is that yeah yeah exactly yeah right. you're accidentally one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that you've accidentally bricked yourself into your bedroom using modular synths and amy will be outside knocking on the door being like matt Matt, you've got to come out and you'll be there. You won't be able to hear her because you're just oscillating yourself into oblivion. Yes. Always keep a bucket in your room. Yeah. Just wrote, wrote everything through the bucket. Um, well, that's that's why they call it, as my friend once put, it's like, that's why they call it Euro crack. Yeah, because exactly. It's, uh, it gets pretty addictive once you get into that stuff. But yeah, no, so I have that. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but... Um, yeah, that's 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 something cool. Um, Extraordinarily cool. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see what you do with it, and excited to see if it's real and uh, and what's. Yeah, you I just uh, it, yeah, you always wonder, just like a bit of fake. They're, they're, you see it all the time on eBay. I don't know how people get away with it, but like you'll see like original Roland TB303. They're normally like two thousand pounds, like starting price ninety nine p, and you click on it, and you're like they're clearly trying to like. It's like clearly, you know, the same listing comes up and then gets pulled down and then goes up again. You're like, how do people like bother making a living trying to scam people on eBay that way? But there we go. Introducing the KMA Machines Guardian of the Worm. An incredibly flexible, ultimately shapeable high gain distortion and noise gate for guitarists looking for complete control over their drive tone. Fader loaded double foot switch effects unit features three separate clipping modes so you can find the tonal foundations that are right for you. A simple high performance Blackma VCA based noise gate with the option of an external trigger input for noise gate control. A highly configurable four band active EQ with variable center frequencies. Three distinct types of high mid control for tone shaping an effects loop between distortion and noise gate for signal chain flexibility, an internal control for input filter signal trigger source and noise gate response, and relay-based soft switching with variable gate switching modes. This is a comprehensive distortion shaping tool for those who want complete dominance over their tone. Check out The Guardian of the Worm by KMA Machines at kma-machines. Ah, well. Now, um, uh, at, at the moment, Guitar Nerds are teaming up with Positive Grid, um, specifically with uh, for the Positive Grid Spark, the new smart amp um, from Positive Grid. Dear listener, you've probably seen this around. Um, you know, the, the Spark has been literally everywhere we we spoke about it i think when it when it came out and it's been out for like a year now right but i don't think any of us really got a chance to try one out matt 
um, you've been able to try one out. And and fortunately, because we're we're now working with Positive Grid, they sent me a spark. So I've been having a fantastic time with that. Dear listener, you can actually win one. We're doing a competition with them at the moment. Uh, finishes at the end of September, so you've got ages to enter. But it's just positivegrid.com forward slash guitar nerds. You just have to, you know, enter an email address and you could win a Spark. It's a very cool amp. I've really enjoyed the first kind of week that I've had messing around with the Spark. Because if you, if you don't know, listener, the Spark is like a 40-watt practice amp that works with uh, like a, a partner app in order to give you access to kind of all the things that Positive Grid are great at, all those pl- all, all the sort of plug-in-style sounds, so all your amp models, all your effects and things things like that and it can also do acoustic and bass which is very very good so my kind of my first impressions of it i I was able to set it up and just access the presets on my phone so first thing i'm doing i'm I'm, uh, i'm doing on there is looking for a very heavy modulated reverb and like an old tape style echo and of course it has all of that it's super there's no learning curve it's super easy and it was very it was very easy for me to set up exactly the sound I kind of wanted on there. And if you don't, you know, especially what you don't actually have to use it with the with the app if you don't want. It has rotary controls on the top of the app, so you can kind of mess around with things on there. But if you want to get really creative, obviously using using the app helps and then you can save your presets kind of either on the unit itself or or onto the the software version of that. I was just having a great time. Like just making really ambient sounds with it. And then I started being like, maybe I, I need to sort of look into this a bit more. And there's so much extra stuff on there. Like they have the smart jam feature, which I think we've seen in the past with the, oh, I can't remember who did it now, but there's been that, those sort of like drummer assist style um, pedals that, that the give you like trio? a. Is that what you're thinking yeah, of? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That gives you like a, you know, a bass line and a drum part. With the spark, it's kind of a similar thing. You give it like a genre and then you just play in like a looping part and it learns it, puts it to a tempo and plays you sort of a backing so you can, you know, go off and uh, just, you know, jam around with it, which I thought was like super cool for like a. Easy jamming, which I guess is kind of it feels like this product they've thought about what people are going to use this for and what you want out of noodling around on a 40 watt practice amp. Like that's a really good feature. I also really liked the auto chord feature, so you can play it songs off of Spotify and it will tab them for you real time, which is extremely handy instead of sort of you know having to uh you know hunt around for them on on uh, various tabbing sites. So I was a I was a big fan of that. And voice commands. That was something that I didn't expect. <laughs> but yeah, you can sort of Alexa command the uh, the amplifier, which is uh, which is oddly good. All for like 200 quid. I think it is a really cracking product. I've had a lot of fun. Like those additional features are splendid. And I'm not even really using them. I'm just making kind of weird sounds. And, and then, you know, on top of that, because this is like a modeling amp in the same way that, you know, Helix, GT, products like that, um, they can they can add updates. So even like a few days after I I picked this up, um, they did like a the the Spark gear drop, and they added a bunch of new stuff. They added like a Dumble ODS style 
clean amp they added like a blues junior style amp and they added one called insane which i was hoping was going to be the line six spider but <laughs> it's mean, not. It's a- that would be brilliant it's like what have you modeled right okay well everyone loves the insane sound from the line six spider so we've basically made that i'd have loved that but it's just a pv6505 still great and then they added like a on the effects thing they added a a clon style drive and then like a quite a comprehensive guitar and bass um eq uh which is kind of great for like fine tuning uh, like really good for fine tuning i found i needed to do that a little bit on some of the uh on on some of the amplifiers i wanted a few more controls than i had on the head so they were those are really useful but you know for 200 quid something that i'm going to keep getting new products for just like that aside from all of the uh you know aside from all of the extra stuff i you know I just had a really good time. I thought it was a really, really cool product. Um, and it looks good as well. So, Yeah, and um, obviously, you know, they make good uh, plugins as well. So I'm guessing a lot of their sounds and algorithms are derived from their plugins. It just feels, yeah, it feels very much like a kind of a slimmed down version of like, you know, bias effects and bias amp. You know, you've, mm-hmm. you've got obviously limited controls on all of those. But that's kind of the good thing actually that i really liked about this is they haven't gone too far they sort of understood that this is a a practice amp for messing around with you know you know like on bias amp how you can sort of open the amp head change the valves within it even if you're using a particular model of something maybe you know change like it, it goes into such minute detail um on on bias amp and bias effects so i'm glad they kept this one simple so you can just sort of set and forget to an extent and also it works as an interface which is great so all of those things that you're paying 200 pounds for which is you know less money than i think you'd pay if you bought bias bias effects and bias amps uh, I, I know you're getting a cut down version of it but the fact that you can run that straight in use it as an interface get all those sounds that's actually really useful and i really like that idea it's, i like um... that i can practice and find a tone that i'm like yeah i'd really like to record with that and i can record with that exact sound reverend guitars have kicked off 2021 with their first ever s-type guitar in true reverend style this cracker of a guitar features classic looks juxtaposed with modern electrics introducing the gill paris gps signature model from reverend guitars Whilst on first glance, the pickup arrangement looks fairly standard for an S-Type. In fact, each of the single coils is a Fishman Fluid single-width pickup. These can be switched with a push-pull tone control between two voicings, a vintage voice, the classic Airy 50 single coil sound, and a hot Texas voice for a hotter, punchier, more modern alternative. Check out the GPS and all of Reverend Guitar's mouth-watering models at reverendguitars.com. It is amazing how many things work as an interface and how interface and how many ways you can record your guitar now. I mean, I, I found it amazing. Like even buying, not even into a laptop, but this Presonus eighteen twenty four C interface that I've got now, which is like a eight in rack interface. The yeah. USB is class compliant, so you can go straight into an iPad. And you can like you can use this as the interface to your iPad. I'm like I'm not sure why you'd want eight inputs into GarageBand on your iPad. Maybe <laughs> you do, but it's amazing how you know even down to the smallest thing now. USB allows you to record directly in, so there's sort of like 
no excuse for someone to sort of dive into a bit of recording and do a bit of um yeah make some music and i think it's a nice feature like you say to be able to dial in those sounds and go i want to record that exact sound you might come up with an idea and you're like trying to recreate it in plugins or trying to find some pedals that do the same thing i think that's a nice option to be able to do that you know for things to double up as an interface it's kind of i feel like it's almost something it's not an afterthought but it's certainly not the main selling feature of of spark it's you know sparks thing is you know that you can get whatever a hundred thousand tones and it's got all these you know auto chord you know le- learning the songs that's the main feature the fact that it was an interface was my favorite thing just because I, I i tend to not do a lot of playing without purpose like i tend to not do an awful lot of jamming around if i am playing an instrument often it will be to write something or i will be set up in in a door uh, you know just just because all my equipment is out and about so actually having the 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 positive grid offer all those features for recording was you know the the most exciting for me like we were asked a a couple of weeks ago i think one of the questions was hey you you know like we we haven't done a plug-in of the week for a long time this is absolutely my plug-in of the week all those things you know it would be worth it for you know if it was just the plug-in version of this at 200 pounds so you know i I was i'm very chuffed i'm looking forward to spending some more some proper time on it and actually doing some recording with it and i I might do some sound samples things like that show show you dear listener what i've been getting up to but you know at 200 pounds with an optional foot switch so that you can i don't even know why you'd yeah, I guess the foot switch is, is, you know, it's a practice amp, so you don't necessarily need to change it into it, but you might still want to. Yeah, it's it's a cool, it's a cool add-on. But yeah, I really liked Spark. I thought it was a fantastic product, definitely worth checking out. Cool. Yeah. Now, one of the one of the other things I saw, I posted this in the group the other day. I mean, it was an an Instagram link to one of the most gorgeous pedal boards I have ever seen, um, posted by. Uh, bright onion pedals is an es5 a three deep three pedal deep um it's not that wide pedal board uh i think the board itself was an alder and ash pedal it board, looks like it? an alder and ash yeah yeah i think it, they, they, he says it in the post so but it's a, a bright onion board oh gorgeous es5 dear listener go on to the guitar group and check this out if you can and then two rows of five pedals above the es5 all of them are top-mounted jacks, sort of JHS size um, pedals. Um, One of the and- pedals has a cat on it. I don't know what it is, but it's got a cat and a space <laughs> helmet. Fuzz it Aldrin. Um, <laughs> but it's oh, it's gorgeous. What a, what a gorgeous setup. Yeah, no, I think the... Um, so the reason that uh, James at Bright Onion posted this was because he actually... He sent me one of these a while ago, but in the top... If you look at the post, if you're looking at the post, well, listen, this top right corner, there's a little box that has got a lot of jacks coming out of it. And this is his quad remote looper. So this is designed for switching systems. If you want to add additional loops to like an ES5 or an ES8 or a gig rig system, um, your guitar goes in and out. And then you've got four effects loops, which are remotely controlled by two stereo switch inputs which you've got on something like an ES5. So it basically allows you to expand the remote functionality of extra pedals. Um, So very, very cool little idea. I had a two-loop one for a while, so it gives you an extra two loops within 
uh, within one. But yeah, very very cool little product. I mean, I mean that is that's an that's an amazing product. Yeah. I must think you're sort of glossing it. That's incredible. Just the, I know that they've existed before now, but like it is such a great product. The fact that there is this box and ES5 and ES8 have the functionality for you to be able to use that to to expand the amount of loops. So, you know, in this case, using an ES5 for nine indi- individual pedals. Yeah, I think um, it's just worth shouting out to uh, James and team at uh, at Bright Onion because I needed a little patch box the other day. I was like, oh, I don't have one in this particular uh, layout that I need and uh, messaged him and he got one out like super quick and the colours that I wanted. So they do like colour variations. You can have different LEDs um, and they make a range of really useful stuff for loads of different um, applications that you could ever need. Um, yeah, definitely one of the best little brands out there making just some great utility devices, I think. A wonderful so, utility brand. So just so I'm clear on this, the, essentially what you've got on there is you've got the, the how many, four extra loops or five extra four. loops? Four extra loops. And are they controlled by, like you can, so what is it, what's in the loop there? Is so, it just a couple of the pedals and you can bank, you're essentially like, you can you would control that by going to, say, switch five on the ear, switch four and five on the ES5 would allow you to bank up and down ah, each of okay. the four on there. So let me let me explain it this way. So imagine um, having a I would say, is it a bit like the Carl Martin Octa switch, right? So you've got uh-huh. eight switches and eight loops and button one can uh, correlates to loop one and two and three. So imagine having a, a row of um, a strip like that. There's four buttons and each one controls a loop. And what you've got is that minus the buttons. So you've got four okay. loops. And then on the side, you've got two inputs that take stereo foot switches. So two button foot switches, which will then control loop one, loop two, and then loop three and loop four. But what the uh, ES5 has is what's called a control out. So that sends a pulse out and works like a foot switch. So Uh what you can then do is program the ES5, any of the foot switches to turn on, you know, loops one and two or loops three and four or any Mm -hmm. of them individually in that little box. So yeah, imagine it like a loop switcher without the actual buttons. It's just you're remote controlling the buttons from a different unit. But on the ES5, it could be any button you wish. Or um, if you want a good little true bypass pedal board in some ways, you want everything in a loop, you could buy one of those and two two two-button foot switches, and then your foot switches control loops one to one to four. So um, think of it like Electromonics Tri-Parallel Mixer without the loops without the mixer. switch without without the mixer in the switch you know it's just yeah. it's just three well four loops in this case but obviously really really compact so a nice way to have so what you could do take an es5 you go guitar in you've got loops one two three four and five you can go out of the es5 into the switcher box you know the uh, the switch box that bright onion do and then it would give you loops six seven eight and nine for example, mm. and you can remote control those from the ES5 or ES8 or or whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool little box to just add more loops that you could then remote control from another another pedal. 
It's very cool. Mm. Um, really cool. Uh, yeah. Again, like Seems super like tidy board. To, me, to be completely honest, <laughs> well, it's it's. I think it's brilliant for for bigger boards where you want to expand them because the problem is if you're using something like gig rig or ES5 or ES8 and you get two extra pedals, it's like what what do I do with these? Where do I put them in? It almost the convenience of having a switcher means hitting a button once instead of hitting five pedals individually and as soon as you've got like two or three pedals over what the NES can handle it's almost it's redundant again because you're back to sort of hitting you know three four things to to get a particular sound so I, I love that this is a solution for that I think it's great and yeah Bright Onion as always making fantastic utility pedals indeed now, now Anne Coates uh, guitars which is the, a guitar brand that you brought up the other uh, a few weeks ago Jay Cross a Manchester UK um, little guitar company who make a, a lovely sort of double cut which is kind of a Les Paul meets Rickenbacker meets that sort of 50s modern retro style that's kicking around at the moment they make fantastic super affordable they're like like sub 900 pounds something like that mm. um cool guitars with creamery pickups we we spoke a, about them a, a couple of weeks ago andy manley friend of the podcast and podcast listener has uh, has put down a deposit on one so i'm excited to see what he uh, what he ends up with because um they were an, an incredibly cool company i thought uh absolutely wonderful you thought about getting one as well jay cross i did yeah yeah i think they look really cool um it's uh you know it's great to see another kind of uk based guitar company um doing something different doing something affordable doing something fun um and uh yeah i think i think they look very very cool so be uh be great to see what andy um get specced up and what what uh you know how how long it takes and what it looks like and everything because and what what andy's feelings are on it when when it arrives because yeah i think it looks like a very very cool guitar um obviously affordable is always kind of a relative term but um, for having something so um so reasonably priced for what you're getting i think it's uh, i think it's pretty magnificent so yeah keen to keen to find out more and uh yeah once again just back to saying hopefully we we get to go to a guitar show at some point because as much as i sort of you know take the piss out of them in uh in in real life and when they're actually happening it is actually good to go to them and, and we get to meet new people and we get to see these things in in the irl so um it'd be good to see these yeah yeah absolutely they are they are very cool now i've been getting the itch uh, again recently um Just go to the to doctor's about bin, that, bin. <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, yeah there we go there we go wonderful <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I haven't bought anything in a while. In and, what, like uh, three weeks? Four yeah, weeks? something like that. Three, about four, four weeks, maybe, four maybe weeks. even longer than that. Maybe even longer than that. So I was, uh, you know, I, I have to get something. Um, I think I'm gonna have to buy. Uh, what's the, what's the yellow bass drive that Boss do, Matt? ODB three. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get one. I have to get one. I, I keep, I keep using the ODB three drive on my gt core and on my ms3 and it's just great it just sounds great i don't know why i ever stopped using one 
That's foolish of me. So I'm going to have to get another one of those. But anyway, aside from that, I was like, yep, I need something vintage. I need something vintage again. But I don't especially want to spend a load of money because I'm supposed to be saving for a deposit. I'm supposed to be selling things. So I figure if I buy stuff now, it's got to be cheap stuff. But I want something vintage. So where better to look than K guitars? Um for vintage guitars that are super affordable you can get some absolute uh some some rare nuggets of of retro awesomeness from k and at the moment like i've you know i sent you guys a link to this in our in our little podcast chat i've i've looked up what k guitars are available um on on reverb at the moment and uh, you know look at the prices of some of these you can pick up you can pick up like a vintage 60s K for as little as £120. I don't really know much about this brand. I feel you did a uh, you did a brand of the week on K, I feel like. I mean, I realise we haven't done brand of the week for probably five years, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you did one on them back in the day. And I seem to remember us all being like, wow, yeah, K. What a great brand. We should all go and buy a K guitar. And then obviously we never did. But it's, um, yeah, I don't know. What sort of thing are you looking for? Are you looking for a kind of arch toppy type guitar? I, th- I, th- I mean, there are some cool options, just something very retro. I mean, very quickly on that, when we when we did talk about K, that was actually because the brand started up again and they did like a, I, I think you can check them all out at kvintagereissue.com. Um, but we spoke about some of that. the, really? yeah, this, this was a, a long old time ago. Yeah. But they've, uh, you know, they've even got like a, a, a couple of artists, I think, uh, on the go, but oh, yeah, wow. they, some, some really interesting, I mean, the, the website, it, you know, looks like it was, you know, made sometime in the mid nineties, but, um, there are some, they, they did the thin twin, the jazz two, and then they do the, the basses which have these incredibly thin lipstick pickups with like tiger print pickups around. So it's very, very cool looking reissues. But, um, but I think that they have quite a premium price. They're not that available over here. Um, but they do look very cool. Uh, the, the, the new ones that you can get the old ones, however, they're going to have that thing. They're going to have that old vintage vibe, but you look, you know, if we're, if we're looking at the, at the reverb store listeners, I thoroughly recommend you checking them out. You can get a K Vanguard, which is kind of their version of, um, uh, their version of that, the vintage, um, Oh, I can't remember who makes the original of this now. (laughs) I think it was an old, I can't remember. I think it was an old Harmony, but it's a a lovely, very, very 50s angular um, sort of Strat-esque shape with or sort of more offset with a crazy sort of sword-like headstock. And you can pick up those for like £500. But have you ever, you, you know, the ones that are super cheap there, the E100s, which are kind of their, they're very small, short scale. They've got a strange pickup that looks, uh, you know, it, it looks like a, a sort of toaster style thing straight in the middle of the body. I think, I think, I, mean, I think they call it, <laughs> according to their website, their K pickups, they call it the Kleenex box awful ah yes yeah um yeah i guess just at that point where there was no like standard from like hey you can look like that why not (laughs) yeah 
Uh, I guess because everyone was making their own machinery to press this stuff. There was no like manufacturer of like, we make pickup covers because... Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose if you were building guitars, you were generally doing it all yourself. I mean, I really don't know. I don't know whether... Well, I guess it was the case... Whether, whether there was kind of the standardisation of it came from. Because, you know, I guess with, you know, someone like Fender and in the 50s, you know, they were like, right, okay, making this, making a Stratocaster now. It's like, it's got this mm. different saddle in it. It's like, okay, well, we have to make those because no one else yeah, makes yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, no, I just quickly, I just went on their website, which is on the Wikipedia page, just having a look. Apparently, their first electric was in 1936, which was the same year as the Gibson ES-150, which is traditionally known as the first commercially available electric Spanish guitar. However, uh, they did have a model that was electric slightly earlier, uh, arguably making it the first commercial electric guitar. That's how old K are. <laughs> um, and I've actually, apparently, a K guitar company have been around since 1980. Um, 1980? Do you mean 1890? No, so... Um, as in the new one. As in the, oh, the new, uh, the one. new one. Right, okay, so sorry. <laughs> th- their early part of their history was 1890 to 1931, and then it moved to the K brand in 1931, got bought out in 1968, and then uh, in 1980, AR Enterprises brackets tony blair purchased the k trademark <laughs> and in 2008 2009 the k guitar company of california reissued 12 models of vintage gay wait in what year did tony blair purchase it 1980 i'm sure it's not the tony blair it can't be i mean maybe i mean he is a guitar player <laughs> oh that would be brilliant uh i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I, i'll google it and uh hold on Wait a second. Um, <laughs> surely not. Not Tony Blair. Not the I mean, Tony. he is a guitar player. Uh, no, there is a different Tony Blair, according to LinkedIn. Um, oh, thank goodness. Who, yeah, who basically worked at Custom Music Centre uh, for a few years before becoming AR Musical Enterprises, then forming K Guitar Company, which he's been a director of for 41 years and eight months um he's actually put on his own linkedin good old tony blair directed designed created marketed and merchandised over 300 models of k musical instruments and more than 600 different accessories from k chicago blues harmonicas in excess sales of one million harmonicas Wow, wow, how about that? That is that is phenomenal. Um so yeah, not the tony blair of uh Prime Minister fame. Well, that'd be amazing. So, yeah, what did you do before Prime Minister? Sold a million harmonicas, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, K, K, very old brand. Very cool. I might, I, I might, I might take a punt on one of these E100 or E200s, which they're one or two Kleenex pickup, um, uh, sort of hundred and something pound models. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to have a think about it. Anyway, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little bit of news. There's not many things that have come out over the last few weeks, but one of the things that really caught our eye was more audio expanding their, uh, well, I guess their mini effects range, which was their seven series. Remember the seven series? They were they did a range of like modulations, reverbs, delays. Um, there's the ambient pedal mm. and they were called the seven series because you had seven it was a mini pedal but with seven individual 
presets. So you'd select one of those presets and then the, you know, if it was a delay, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's like going to be a digital delay, analog delay, maybe a space echo style thing. Those are the seven different pre presets. So it changes it up. It was very, very good. They were, they were excellent and excellent value for money. Yeah, you um, had, didn't you have all of them at one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I seem to remember you thinking you saying that the uh, ambient one in particular was very, very cool. Very good. Yeah, very good. That, for me, yeah, the ambient one, the reverb and the delay were all absolutely fantastic. And right, so you liked all of them then, is what you Well, there, I mean, there was also modulation and stuff like that. They were all they were all fine. They were all great. It's just those those ones were especially my cup of tea. And I thought that, it's, it, like, yeah, especially when it came to sort of big um soundscapey tones they were incredibly good for the money and the minimal yeah. footprint so big big fan of that pedal range um and more have now expanded it with their with their x2 um stomp box series so just two pedals in that they've in, uh, introduced the r7 x2 and the d7 x2 so the uh, the reverb and the delay now with dual foot switches um the enclosure is kind of still a very similar setup to the to the mini pedal just expanded so kind of uh, sort of again like that conventional jhs pedal style width but still with side mounted um jack controls rather than top mounted and uh and their stereo as well which i think is is pretty good these look fantastic yeah i'm trying to work yeah, out how big they actually are are they the same size as like a boss pedal or are they smaller than i that? think they're probably the same sort of size as a boss pedal i mean they are they're, they're not quite double the size or actually are they double the size maybe they're more than double the size of a uh of the original kind of like small mover pedals i'm just looking at the diff the the um distance between the uh the switch and the side of the pedal the, maybe the, they the are... distance between the two foot switches looks slightly more than, than it would normally be it looks a little bit wider than it would be if you were to put like two foot switches on a jhs style pedal yeah um but they look uh they look really good and the so there's a couple of extra features with these which i think is cool so with the delay pedal um you've got just one switch is bypass the other is tap but the one that i think is really interesting is with the reverb the r7 uh the secondary foot switch just says infinite um so i assume you can just hold that and you will just get infinite reverb which will be very cool so that is a uh, that's a nice little feature to have on a uh, you know relatively um budget-friendly style pedal so very exciting there yeah and there isn't yeah. i don't think there's much from what i can see but if you hit two buttons together it says mode um and i wonder if that actually changes the again with these sort of products the, obviously i can see why they've expanded it because there's so many great sounds in there you're like how do i flick between all of these different sounds easier um and it's nice you know even on the mini ones to have the presets i think that's such a awesome feature um, that was one of the problems actually on the mini pedal the only way to switch between the the sort of the preset voicings was via the the buttons i think on the sub which were very much a you had to press them with your hand mm. yeah i don't necessarily think that's a problem when you're looking at kind of a a small pedal like that though because 
there's always going to be compromises when you're looking at, uh, you know, a very small, the original kind of Moore style pedal, the one that everybody of thinks of when you think of a Moore pedal. There's always going to be limitations with that. And it, frankly, the fact that they were able to put those side buttons on in the first place, I think, was a bit of a uh, engineering masterclass. Um, but yeah, with this, it looks like now what you can do is you push both buttons and that takes you into mode select i was going to say mode mode which is obviously mod a, mode a stupid thing to say um it takes you into uh the mode selection um part of the pedal and uh and then you can bank up and down depending on which voicing you are looking to uh to go with um so you can do it a bit more on the fly i mean these seem really heavily featured i think it's a a, a very cool looking pedal actually yeah and yeah. um yeah. on the reverb i think just a shout out to some of the uh the presets or or uh, sounds you know room hall church cave uh cave, cave you oh, know. i've been looking for a good cave reverb but um you know you've also got shake crush dream uh crush ooh, dream. dream i, I want crush dream. dream that's what i try and do to joe every time we go on this every podcast, podcast yeah <laughs> um so yeah there's some obviously there's some other more normal sounding modes no one cares about those what we care about is dream crushing um yeah well all i care about is on the on the d7 times two they've got a um they've got a rainbow mode oh oh yeah oh so a, a nice little nice little rainbow machine so it says you can play with the stutter speed and add pitch shifting wobble to the repeats that is what i want from a delay pedal and you know because it's more it's going to be super affordable i can't see the price here but we know it's going to be good because the original one sounded great we know it's going to be affordable because more always are and that is a cracking feature that i'm interested in looks like on the delay they also have things like um uh there's there's a type of delay that has phaser on on your repeats and another type that has fuzz on your repeats so fantastic cool so, oh i'm into wonderful. it just on the repeats that's yeah that's nice i like that i like that a lot yeah very cool um i yeah i'll be excited to see these also the the other piece of news kind of on the uh on the ambient pedal style things new neighbor um have uh have released the illumin reverb um so it's there they're calling it you know the ultimate reverb machine it has 17 reverbs 50 presets midi power expression control um it looks super cool i mean there's no you know it's like two master rotary controls and a screen um so you're going to be, you know, you're going to be channel hopping to change anything. But, I mean, this looks like a, a fantastic product, maybe slightly more up Matt Street for levels of complexity. Yeah, yeah. I like a bit of um, complexity in my in my reverbs. No, this looks really good. I mean, we've spoke about New Neighbour for a number uh, of years and they have always done something kind of cool. I mean, the wet, New Neighbour wet is just an amazing, like, immersive uh, reverb and i think what was good when they did you know they did the chorus they did the delay the seraphim shimmer uh, and then they had the slate so you could buy one of those and load any of the algorithms into it which i thought was a very very cool idea and i guess this is their kind of more advanced take on you know the next step after the wet and the shimmer and adding those algorithms in and you know for me, New Neighbour really do make the kind of the go-to 
ambient reverb that's easy to use it's easy like the wet i remember when i first had one it was like you didn't really have to dial anything in it was just like you plug it in it's like this is perfect um so yeah i think this is going to be a really really cool really cool pedal you know obviously up there in terms of price but we come to expect that now from a lot of these brands and yes it is expensive for a lot of people um it's like it's it was like 400 dollars. 479 dollars is the right. final um msrp um it's an introduction price of 379 for, for a limited time not sure if that's direct from them or not but yeah all of the features you'd expect i, I think the thing is now when a pedal from a brand like this comes out you know be it new neighbor or strymon or anyone we we know it's going to be stereo in stereo out we know it's going to have a bunch of different algorithms we know it's going to have some great presets midi usb all of that it's it is really down to the sound of being able to try it and just going you know what take are the engineers putting on their algorithms how are they programming their sounds and i've got no doubt that um yeah new neighbor are going to do a fantastic job and actually if you want to hear it really really well um played you have to check out one of my favorite youtubers which is chords of orion uh a chap a white bearded chap named bill um is just the best ambient guitar player on youtube and he demonstrates his stuff and he's wicked um he often does like three hour live streams of just ambient guitar playing. He's a massive fan of Robert Fripp. Uh, and his most recent video that went up three days ago was ambient guitar for the apocalypse. So, um, very well. Timed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't checked out him, you absolutely need to check out, uh, chords of Orion, but yeah, he did a demo of it and it just sounded awesome. Um, can I, um, make a confession to you guys? You don't like Choice. reverb. Uh, yeah, don't like reverb. No, it's um, it's it's a bit less existential than that. Um, New neighbor, I've always struggled to, and I'm really sorry to anybody who you know works for New Neighbor who's maybe listening to this. I, I just I've always really struggled to take them seriously um, because all I can ever think of whenever I hear anybody talk about New Neighbor is uh, the world's most famous neighbor, and that's. Literally, any time anybody mentions the word new neighbour, I just get a picture of Ned Flanders in my head. And I just, that is what I associate with new neighbour is <laughs> Ned Flanders saying, hidely high. And like, I've got no explanation for it. I just, any time anybody says, oh yeah, have you tried this new new, new neighbour pedal? I'm like, get out of here, Flanders. I just, I cannot take it. <laughs> I, it's, it's just like, it's something I've really struggled with. And like, yeah, Ned Flanders right. is, and I, I think it doesn't help that, you know, any. Ned, I, d I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I think I just need to spend a bit of time with some new neighbour pedals to get, get Flanders out of my head. I, uh, I thought when you were sort of leading up to the best neighbour, I thought you were going to say Carl Kennedy from... Uh, <laughs> from from Neighbours. From Neighbours, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, himself a guitar player, of course. Exactly, yeah. What was his band? The Waiting Room. That's, yeah, that's, that's true, it was, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that is uh, that is actually all the time we have on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an entire extra episode every week. I'm so sorry. I meant to... 
I meant to introduce our new patrons at the start. I'm going to have to do it now. Classic uh, Joe Brenton. Classic, classic, classic Joe Brenton. He, he pretends that he's a nice guy, but really this this should highlight the disdain that he has for the, yeah. pa- the guitar nerds patrons. It You're nothing true. but an afterthought to him is all I can say. <laughs> I am so sorry, dear listeners. <laughs> Daniel Walker, welcome to the top tier. Your your name will be sung. So, uh, you know, thank you very, very much for, for joining us at the... legend. I, I legend. like Daniel. I like Daniel Walker, even if uh, mm. even if Joe just you know could barely say your name without you know. Exactly, I'm sorry, oh. and and also welcome to Jude Hanley uh, and also to Julie McFarling who uh, join us as well on our Patreon. Um, Legends, one and all. Legends, yes. one and all. That's that's what I can say. And once again, I can only apologise for Joe and his just bitter. Bitter hatred for anybody who listens to this podcast. It's just, it's, it's just, I can't understand it personally. And if you want to become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month, you can. At the dollar tier, you'll get this episode ad-free and early every week. Five dollars gets you access to the Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue of them and our main episodes uh, and all our other miniseries as well. And ten dollars will get you the lot plus I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. Find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Bye. I know you wanted to Checking on the guitar nerds when you're feeling blue You're a Terracaster and a Stratocaster fan You also like Reverend and a bit of music man You take one look at a funny Christmas shop You know that that's another three-inch grand you're gonna drop And I love 50's cute, so unique Now go and buy the plugin from the plugin of the week Guitarists come in ears Listen to us day and night and drink a bunch of beers We got Matt Knight and J-Bus too Can even shut up when it's got nothing to do We got JD and Naomi McLeod But I am the best one cause I'm sexy, dumb and loud But we couldn't do this podcast without you Yeah, everything a podcast host could ever want is true Joseph D, Jordan Brown, Holly Simpson, Eric Vaughan, John Conway, Studio Rats, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Diane and Cloud, Lifter, Tom Simons, Kyle Harris, Joe Hobart, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Eric Hammer, Jeffrey West, Shay Man, Brian Einsler, Jonathan Halberty, Gavin Vandalinda, Marcus Alcalawaki, Robert Paterwell, Samuel Frost, Luke Watson, Christian Mum Hansen, Keith Adams, Eric Fowle, Dallas Henry, Scott Hunting, Jack Cutmore, Andy Manley, Simon Milborn, Ken Sayers, Sean Arlow, Joe Paddock, the Tomark Pop Guys, which is Blake Wilder, Dave Lee, Dave Dagle, Ross Edwards, Scott Anglin, Adam Sherman, James Paul, Ryan McDermott, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve. Michael, Dave Matthews, Christopher Loset, Stephen Buck, Robin Smith, Kytopia, The Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Holligan, Rob Norwich, Scott O'Brien, and who grab it? <laughs>